There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. It is a place where a socialist can take over a limited government country, and it is a place where we can laugh at him for it. It is a podcast known only as Always Right. You think we're stupid? This liberal will be all about socializing, uh, uh, basically taking over and the government running all of your companies. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you got business, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. But we have to pass the bill. We have to have to pass the bill. We have to pass the bill. But we have to pass the bill so that you can find out what is in it. I just noticed that I dropped it Hello, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Always Right. We've got another excellent show coming up. Uh, no interview on this episode, but what we will have is an extended debate section with the Committee on Intelligence with guests Jamie Johnson, Billy Millett, and Jordan Jenga. Uh, experts from around the country uh, will be sitting down with me to discuss who are the Republican presidential hopefuls, uh, the true contenders and the pretenders uh, for 2016, and we'll grade which ones we think uh, have the best chances. But before we get to that, let's check out the news. Filthy emissions from China's export industries are currently being carried across the Pacific Ocean and contri contributing to air pollution in the United States, according to a paper published Monday by a prominent American science journal. It was also confirmed by Missouri resident Ryan Jackson, who stated that it smelled like a poo-poo platter outside his home. ABC News' George Stephanopoulos had a hard-ending interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin and asked him the tough question on how he stays in good shape. Putin stated that he plays sports and manages his diet. What was edited from the interview was how his diet contains a steady dosage of vodka, Chernobyl radiation, and depression novelists. Putin also was in the news over a controversial statement where he welcomed gay athletes but asked them to leave the children alone while they are in Sochi. He asked this favor as Russia has enough figure skaters at the moment. Also, the news, uh, also in the news, the, uh, the infamous terrorist Ruzana Imbragimova, uh, more easily said as the Black Widow, is feared to already be in Sochi and targeting the Olympic Games. When Al-Qaeda representatives were asked if she was in the resort town, they responded with, Could be. You know, women be shopping. A man named Justin Jedlica hit the news as he has now had 140 plastic surgery procedures in the last 15 years. After one operation, he requested a name change, but was disappointed to find out that Nancy Pelosi was already taken. In a recent speech on the NSA, President Obama cited a new version of American history by saying, At the dawn of our republic, a small secret surveillance committee born out of the Sons of Liberty was established in Boston and the group's members included Paul Revere. At night, they would patrol the streets, reporting back any signs that the British were preparing raids against America's early patriots. Yes, I totally see the resemblance. A group of political activists who warned that the British governments were trying to occupy Boston is identical to the government's NSA who warns we need to watch what we say or else they'll come and get us. Recent reports show the easing of sanctions by the West with Iran could free up $4.2 billion in frozen oil assets. 
At the same time, a report came out that President Obama informed that to push his agenda, he may use executive actions because, quote, he has a pen. Rani and President responded by saying, that's cute, we'll have a bomb. Trust in government is on the decline around the world and here at home. The United States was not quite at the bottom of the heap, as levels of trust in governments in some Western European countries, including France, Spain, and Italy, were even lower. French President Hollande responded to the disappointing showing of support by saying, I give up. And lastly, in a recent interview on C-SPAN, the former First Lady Barbara Bush talked about her son Jeb Bush's presidential ambitions and also admitted that she too loves Bill Clinton. Responding to the surprising comment, Bill Clinton stated, <laughs> I love you too. This episode of Always Right could have been sponsored by Somali Pirates, now known as the Somali Coast Guard, defending the shores for a better tomorrow by taking from you today. Somali Pirates. Okay, and we're back here on Always Right. Uh, we've got a really interesting episode. Uh, unfortunately, we will have no interview for this episode. So what we're going to do instead is we've got several guests who are going to be talking about the possibilities of who should be the Republican candidate for president in 2016, since that's been a lot of talk lately with uh, all the press that Hillary Clinton's getting and who she might go up against. Of course, Chris Christie being mentioned a lot. So I brought in a few people that uh, uh, from around the country that I think can help shed some light. Uh, we've got uh, Jordan Jenga, a Rhode Island native that has participated in uh, Republican campaigns both in and outside of his home state. Uh, most recently, he worked uh, actually in Iowa for the uh, Republican uh, victory campaign. Uh, Jamie Johnson, is the Iowa Republican State Central Committeeman and uh, also was the former state coalition director for presidential candidate Rick Santorum. And Billy Millett from Texas, uh, who is coming to us, uh, he's got an international security degree, uh, master's, uh, money well spent, as he always says, but uh, he's been Thanks, an sir. analyst Thank for uh, <laughs> legislators in Colorado and an analyst for uh, other candidates in Texas. So, gentlemen, I want to thank you. I know it's a, a busy night for you guys, but thank you for uh, coming on to the show. Hey, thank thanks you. for having us, Jake. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, let's just jump right into uh, the, the one that all the press has been talking about, and the, uh, which is Chris Christie. And um, obviously, uh, you know, we want to hear kind of what kind of grade you would give him, what do you think his odds are. And so let's actually start with uh, Jordan, because you're the uh, resident New England man. Uh, why don't you tell us what you think uh, Chris Christie's chances are? You know, I think Chris Christie has a great shot. I think everybody does. Um, he obviously has a good shot because the media is already going after him about whatever they can dig up on him, even though we're four years away from the election. Um, as as much as I think he has a great shot, uh, after uh, you know watching his interviews and everything, my only his only weak spot to me is uh, you know he hasn't really answered any questions about foreign policy. He usually answers that question with "I'm the governor of New Jersey, and that's what I plan on focusing on." So other than that, you know, I give him a grade of an A. I think he's going to do well, um, and I think he has a good shot this time around. Okay, uh, Jamie. Obviously, you're you're the resident Iowa man now with me out here in Washington D.C. I'm guessing you're not. Do you think he's going to play in Iowa? Well, actually, I don't think he's going to play that strongly in Iowa. Uh, I agree with Jordan regarding certain qualities. 
Governor Christie has, they're undeniable. I mean, he's got the pizzazz. He's got what we call in politics the it factor or what they made that hit television show about called the X factor. And that's usually <laughs> something that is intangible. It, quality whereby you can take an idea, you can speak to television, you can speak on radio, you can speak to crowds both large and small, and you can even speak one-on-one -on -one and you can have a magic about you. Nobody disputes Chris Christie's ability to communicate to people what he deeply feels. Here's where I think he may get into trouble in Iowa uh, about, as well as South Carolina and other states that are really dominated by Christian conservatives. And that is what Christian conservatives are really looking for this time around because we had uh, John McCain in 2008 and Mitt Romney in 2012, uh, both of whom had very, very strong points, but were also considered not as strong on certain social or moral issues, uh, according to the evangelicals. I think what the evangelicals are really looking for, at least in Iowa, are individuals uh, who really lead with the social issues. So I'm not sure how strong Governor Christie will do in Iowa, but as a national candidate, I think he will definitely be one of the last three men standing. Okay. And what grade would you give him? I would give him at this stage a uh, – if you want to lock me into a, a grade without pluses <laughs> or minuses, I'll give him a B. Um, okay. Not, not quite an A because I think – of the for the reasons I mentioned, but definitely not a C, not a middle of the road candidate who we're going to see disappear quickly. Right, he's, he's got staying power. Okay, Billy, what would uh, you know? You're you're the you're the voice from Texas tonight. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and echo a lot of what Jamie said, and he's got a couple of good points. I view Chris Christie as almost the kind of the Mitt Romney of 2016. Um, it's just you know the the poll came out in December 27th. There was a poll that just kind of came out at the end of the last month. Basically, he said that he is the frontrunner candidate. He's 48% polled versus Hillary Clinton. So he's right now that political frontrunner. Um, so you have to give him an A. Um, even if he's not going to make it right now, he is our leading candidate. So it's not really a, is he an A or a B? He is an A by default. Mm. Uh, I mean, honestly, I can't think of many other names that command the same kind of hype, the same kind of pizzazz that he kind of commands. To Jamie's earlier point, though, the reason why you'd be that kind of Mitt Romney choice for down here in Texas is we have kind of a mix, at least in Dallas, where Dallas is a bit more liberal, but the state as a whole is a bit more mainstream conservative. There's a huge Tea party back in here. We have Ted Cruz, who's probably the leading champion for that cause. And so I don't know. I mean, you do kind of have to come out of the gate and really voice your social issues. And he's kind of been known for he's more of that kind of East Coast heavy big government or sorry big business conservative that you would expect from a Mitt Romney type voter and I don't know if all of Texas would truly be confident supporting him my mom definitely wouldn't if we're gonna go that <laughs> uh, so so it sounded like an A mm, okay an A by default yeah by, okay yeah, can I can I say one more thing Jake sure. every single candidate running for president I think Billy and Jordan would, would agree as well as you, Jake, because we've worked on – all of us have worked on a number of campaigns. Every single one of them will have at least one hurdle that they have to go over 
Christie's biggest hurdle is all of those photo ops that he took hugging and loving up on Obama. And I'm sorry, yeah. we live in a visual age. We live in a YouTube age. We live in a, a, a media age where people take Facebook shots and circulate them around and Twitters and everything else. And you know what? For better or for worse, uh, you know, he has to shed that image. So the best thing for him to do is start going on the attack against the Obama administration now and shore up those voters. Because otherwise, if he doesn't, he's going to be seen as the Republican Obama, and he can't afford that. And we don't yeah. want that. Right. Yeah, and I would, I would agree with that to an extent. At least he did one thing right. At least he openly refused Obamacare from the get-go, unlike Romney, who kind of had that switch back and forth. Uh, so at least he got that right from the onset. I would say other than – was it Hurricane Katrina? Is that where he kind of supported Obama? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would say outside of that, I, I haven't seen too much support. You're right, though. The earlier, the better. The The more you can distance yourself from anything to do with Obama going forward is most likely going to get you a, a safer spot in the pack later on. Okay. Well, I, I – Very I, much I, agreed. And, and I just want to echo Jordan's statement, too, that I think foreign policy – uh, is going to be a hurdle for him to jump through. Obviously, Romney had a little bit of trouble with that, and with the Iran and Syria and North Korea issues out there, um, always in the spotlight, it's something that he's going to have to get over. But I do agree uh, kind of with you too, Billy, um, A by default to start. Uh, but I don't want to spend all of our time just talking about one guy, and uh, and we already <laughs> did a lot of time on uh, Chris Christie, just like the media does. So um, I'll, I'll kind of do a twofer then here. Um, Rick Santorum did quite well winning 10 states last time on a shoestring budget. Obviously, uh, Jamie and I know about that. And, uh, and now Mike Huckabee is considering giving it another go. Two social conservatives, uh, but with slightly different messages. I find Santorum has a bit more of a um, uh, income mobility um, ta uh, style of where he's telling people to reach for the American dream. I find Mike Huckabee's a bit more uh, big government public works on the economic and spending side. I think Santorum could have the edge, but I'm not sure that the Christian conservatives would support uh, a Catholic actually over uh, a Governor Huckabee. So I, I think in the end, although I think Santorum's probably got a more uh, a message that would resonate more with more conservatives, I think uh, Huckabee would have the edge with the social conservatives and that would push, uh, that would make it obviously very competitive, might give Huckabee the edge. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, if you want me to jump in as, as your teammate, on the Santorum campaign, I would echo some of that sentiment myself, but I would like to tweak one or two aspects of it, and that is this. In the end, as we look at presidential politics, there is always one candidate on the far right representing the faith, family, and freedom call. There's always one candidate in the professional middle representing the uh, economic wing, the lower taxes, less spending, fiscal responsibility, uh, let's get the economy going candidate. And then there's always trying to there's always one trying to slice through the middle and take a little bit of both. Now, I believe that Mike Huckabee can actually fill that role better than Rick Santorum this time around. And let me tell you why. Because he's got extremely high name name ID, huge favorability or likability numbers. Here's the problem, though. If you guys have noticed in the last three months, 
Governor Huckabee has been saying some very disturbing things for the uh, Christian right, uh, embracing John McCain, endorsing Lindsey Graham, cozying up to Mitch McConnell. These are all the wrong guys you want to walk into a bar with. <laughs> and I'm sorry, the, 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 the religious right, the, the conservatives, the Mark Levins, people listen to Levin and Ingram and Rush do not want a guy who was one of them in 2008 on certain moral religious issues, but now is embracing all of the old bulls that are getting us in trouble. I mean, the next thing he's going to do is have a bath with Boehner. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Huckabee has natural gifts, and nobody can dispute that. But Rick Santorum, even though he's not as good a communicator, he at least has held the line on certain moral convictions that he hasn't swayed over uh, to the point that Huckabee has done of late. I'm not saying it's an Achilles heel, but again, just like Governor Christie and loving up Obama, Huckabee has got to stop the love fest with McConnell and Boehner and Lindsey Graham and McCain if he wants conservatives to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Couldn't I couldn't agree more. Uh, Billy? Uh, <laughs> man, uh, truthfully, I think neither are serious candidates. Okay. Uh, I've, I've spent most of my life hearing about Huckabee in some sort of fashion. I, I've watched his show. My, You know, in Texas, he's a household name, right? So he used to be governor in the state right across from us. Uh, he, he's had a show on Fox News. He's kind of that token political pundit where we just – you hear – you've heard his name for so long. I've watched his show, and I've seen him bring on banjo players. I mean I've had him – I've seen him have a discussion with a banjo player for 30 minutes. <laughs> and somehow want that to a serious Republican conversation. And to an extent, he will always have an appeal for an older, strongly conservative, grassroots-type Republican cause that does exist. But he is not a serious contender unless he unless he steps up and finds a way to elevate himself from that kind of hokey-dokey kind of backwoods kind of candidate. I, I really don't see him going to the next level. Santorum is interesting. Uh, after, I mean, you would know better than I would, uh, sir, but uh, <laughs> I really, I've kind of lost track of him since that race. I remember a lot of bad stuff came up uh, while he was sort of, you know, the next down the line in the Republican food chain in 2012. Um, he's got some strong merits. He's a great speaker, and he, he uh, he's underestimated. I could see him being a bit more serious than Huckabee, but uh, truthfully, I don't think either get more than a C in my opinion, if we're going to go back to the Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would agree with your rating on Santorum. I would give Santorum a C. I would give Huckabee a B along the li- same line with Chris Christie only because, and let's see if you guys agree with this, only because as we've watched these things play out in the last few presidential cycles, haven't we noticed that those who have the gift of verbal communication who can actually talk <clears> – <throat> have a way of somehow rising above it all, just like Bill Clinton and Jennifer Flowers, like Obama and Jeremiah Wright. Whoever has a gift to talk <laughs> can somehow talk their way out of every – this is why Christie has hope, Huckabee has hope. But I'm sorry, I don't see Santorum able to – if he gets into another contraception debate – or some oh, other thing like that, yeah. the wheels are going to come out. And in yeah, the end, I'm, well. sure, I'm not sure that there's room for more than one Christian conservative on this 
on the home stretch. I'm sorry. When they round that final turn at the Belmont, there's going to be one secretariat and one sham and maybe one other contender. They're not going to be four or five. And and I, I, would, I would agree with that. Can last. I would agree with that hands down. The only reason why I would give Huckabee a C as well is ha- I think in his own sphere, in that very safe Christian conservative environment, he is a very gifted speaker. I see a very – oh, man, when you elevate that to the national stage in a debate, I see that going down very differently. I see him losing his comfort zone in that space, and I see him I, – I, I don't know. I've heard him briefly refer to and mention uh, foreign policy. I don't know very much other than you know, limit the scope of government here and cut spending there. But, I mean, other than that, I don't really know too much more about well, him. Than with, well, well, can we, can we all agree We all agree that Governor Huckabee has to lose at least 100 pounds to even be viable? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've gotten used to Chris Christie, and we almost accept him for who he is. But you, I'm sorry, you can't have two heavyweights. Look at me, hasn't always been large. <laughs> well, and, no, and, I know, I know he hasn't been, and he needs to get back to his 2007, 2008 weight. Yeah, well, so do I. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in, in all reality, guys, I think, I think when you when it comes down to it between Huckabee and Santorum, if you put them on the same stage, you guys are right. There really only is one place. Uh, for, for somebody like Santorum or Huckabee. I mean, I just don't see Mike Huckabee. We saw in the uh, in the primaries. I just don't think he's a good debater, and I th- I don't know if that you know holds any weight with the people you know the voters. But I, I don't I don't see him. Um, I, I see Rick Santorum doing better than Huckabee. To, uh, to be totally honest. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, yeah. Again, I, I just think uh, I think Santorum has a possibility <coughs> to perhaps go further. I think uh, right now maybe right. Huckabee's the uh, overall better candidate, but again, it, it's like splitting hairs for me. It's maybe a C plus, B minus kind of edge, uh, you know, or something like that. It, it's it's narrow. Uh, and and uh, the social conservatives, uh, we saw this with the last time. They kind of they kept waiting and waiting for the Romney alternative, and then by the time Santorum, they decided on him their support of getting financial resources and organization there was not there in time to defeat a national candidacy like a governor Romney had and like a governor Christie will have. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I will say like this, Santorum, Jake, remember when we used to go around with Santorum and he would always say this and it always got some laughs. He would always say, I'm kind of like the guy you want to bring home to mother. I'm not the first person you want to dance with at the prom, but I'm the one your father feels safe about. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, that was good for a few states, but it didn't work in the long run. Santorum, in a way, is like kissing your sister. Uh, there's, not a, there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of thrill there. I mean, she can bail you out if you don't have a date for a big event and she can look good on your arm but the minute people find out she's your sister they know all you're going to be doing is kissing her on the cheek and that's as far as it's going to go baby Uh, Uh, geez couldn't have said it better myself you know that is pretty spot on um well guys uh obviously we're uh we're 
past the halfway point, so I want to try and get uh, uh, some more names in here and uh, kind of more of a lightning round. But uh, I'd be, you know, hurting a lot of people if I didn't talk about the libertarian kind of candidate. The uh, and obviously Rand Paul. There's kind of a Ted Cruz, uh, Marco Rubio. Sometimes they get uh, thrown in with him, but I think Rand Paul, the loyalty to Ron Paul. Um, w those people will dedicate themselves to Rand Paul. I think Rand's better than his father was at communication. I think he's more set for the national stage. I actually would give him a, you know, B, B plus, A minus. Uh, he, he might be um, Christie's biggest rival right now. Uh, you know, Jake, I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. And I think when using the following uh, <coughs> that his father had, uh, you and I both saw it. I mean, oh, they the, walk through walls for you. Oh my, they will walk through walls. They will do whatever it takes. They are some crazy voters, man. Um, but if the, if they if that following goes with Rand Paul, and I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty sure it will, then he could he could be a very very viable candidate, you know. Um, so I, I I probably give I probably I'm right there with you. I give I'd be in the B plus range right there up up there with Christie. Okay. Jamie or Billy? Well, I was going to wait to weigh in on Rand Paul because um, it, let me let me. I'd like to hear what Billy says without me saying anything because I want to find out if I'm the only one on the planet who feels this way. <laughs> uh, I think there's a strong difference between people who I think should be president and people who I think are viable candidates. Hmm. So just yes, just because somebody should be. Like a Huckabee, in my opinion, in my own opinion, or would be good at the job does not mean they have a serious chance of getting the backing of the Rand Paul, <laughs> he, in a way, he's like a George W. Bush. You know what I mean? He, uh, he's he got the name. He's got the, the popularity that goes along with being Ron Paul's son, and he's kind of ridden those coattails. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I, I know where his stances are uh, vocally. But I, I don't see a whole lot of meat there, and I think that's fine. I don't think it matters. He doesn't have a whole lot of meat to go. His career isn't that long, but he's going to ride in. He's going to take the best attributes of what Ron Paul brought to the table, and he's going to ride that as far as he can. And I think, to be honest, he's coming from a very conservative state. It, he's got a, a popular name, and he, he looks good in front of a camera, and he can speak well. We've seen him speak for hours and hours and hours, for crying out loud. Yeah. Uh, I think he is a serious candidate. I really do. do does he? Should he be president? I, I I do not know. Other than the words that come out of his mouth, I can't point to a whole lot of policies or a whole lot of actual stances that should say yes or no. So I'm going to go with B plus, but not because I want him to. Just because, yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of good things going for him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I want to weigh in and say that I agree with several things that have already been said, and I and I am struck by how we're all on the same page here. I do want to say that I think Rand Paul, if he ever were to become president, somehow, that he would make a good president, but I do not see him able to win the presidency in a normal campaign. Uh, the reason why... And this is going to sound really bad, but I'm six foot four and I'm 240 pounds. And every president since JFK has been six feet. Rand Paul is a little squirt with horrible hair. <laughs> His hair looks like a Brillo pad. Uh, his tie is never properly tied. 
But but more oh, than I did more notice than that. that. I mean, the yeah. guy's got a brilliant mind. He's well studied. He understands it all, except for maybe a couple of things. But I just want to say, Rand Paul doesn't have what we call it. He doesn't have the magic. He doesn't have the sizzle. I've heard him live five times, and he always leaves the audience underwhelmed. It's almost like. He's the after-dinner speaker at a big Kiwanis Club bash, and he just wants to get <laughs> home and watch the news. Yeah. I, I don't think he's into it. And I, I, he's definitely better than his old man, who's like the crazy uncle you want to put up in the attic when company comes over. <laughs> but, but Rand Paul is definitely more marketable. He is, a, he is a fighter for liberty and for limited government and... You know, he's he's good on the Patriot Act because he's against it. And he's I mean, he's good on a lot of stuff, but I don't see the magic. And you brought up Ted Cruz, and I hope we will have a chance to talk about him because he's the only one I consider to be an A. Okay. Yeah, I well, agree with that. <laughs> you, you know, guys, we've got about uh, three to four minutes left, so I, I'm going to uh, – uh, ask you guys. I'll, I'll say a name, give them a grade, and like a sentence or two on why. Um, and uh, and I, I don't want to snub Ted Cruz, but because we, uh, we will get to him. But um, uh, first person off, Michelle Bachman. Uh, I give her a F. I don't think she's got a chance. I think her <laughs> campaign fell apart. But you know, some people still really like her. An F with false eyelashes. For an E. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Billy. Any difference? Michelle who? Okay. Um, <laughs> not even graded. That's a, that's not in attendance. Um, okay. H- how about an Iowa local? Uh, people have been talking about Steve King, District uh, 4. Um, I, you know, he's got some good ideas, but I don't think he can play statewide in Iowa, so I don't think he can play nationally in well, Iowa. Well, yeah, he I will give... never run. Yeah. He, Steve will never, ever run. He's done. I mean, he, he's – I don't, think, I don't think he can play with big boys. Okay. Yeah. Bader called him an asshole publicly two days ago. <laughs> I, I really, what else do you need to say? That's true. There's there's definitely some infighting. Okay. Um, well, not I only saw that, that, he hasn't even responded. Did you see that? I mean, did you, not respond to an insult like that is to basically say I am one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What about this? The only guy that's currently declared yeah, is. I agree. Is the only guy that's currently declared is Peter King, second district congressman of New York. He's the hawkish congressman who's been in for over 20 years. I don't think he's got a prayer. He reminds me of the uh, oh, who is the uh, former UN secretary under Bush that some people thought might run? I give him John another. John Bolton. F. Yeah, I give him an F like I gave Bolton. Peter King is a legend in his own mind. He's got no chance. He's pro-abortion. He's pro-gay. The only thing he's good on is terrorism, and he loves the sound of his own voice. Yeah, and he doesn't have any charisma. He's hard on the eyes. Nobody even wants to look at him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Um, and then let's see. Let's... Not, o- not only do they not want to look at him, they don't want to listen to his voice all day. Yeah. Okay. He comes across as angry. Um, I'm, I'm going to, because uh, I want to get to both of them, I'm going to throw Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio together, and I'm going to give them both about a C, C plus. And let me tell you why, because the, the, big, the big message towards why we could look at these guys as serious candidates is that they're Latino. But the problem with that is they're actually Cuban. And, and there's a lot of people from Mexico and other countries, and Cuba is a divisive country. Um, you know, it'd be, and, and it doesn't represent all of Latin America. So I don't think just throwing out a Cuban, uh, whether they're Tea Party or not, is going to play nationally. Uh, I give, again, uh, both Cruz and Rubio probably in the CC plus range. 
Well, I don't think of Ted Cruz as a Cuban, and I don't know anybody who does. Uh, the only ones who keep calling him Cuban are the ones who want to make a deal of it. But, I mean, he... I mean, the guy sleeps in his boots. I mean, he, he is as American as you can get. I would like to see him come around a little bit better on a couple of the moral issues, like, say, um, not leaving it up to the states to define marriage. Uh, I think that that's a national issue, and Santorum has him beat on that. But, but apart from that, I mean, you're looking at uh, – he may not be Babe Ruth, but he's Lou Gehrig. I mean, this guy mm. has got the stuff. Him and Christie and Huckabee are the natural talkers and communicators and look to Ted Cruz to reverse his current position right now of maybe going a little overboard on that 23-hour uh, filibuster. Mm -hmm. He will find a way to reinvent himself. Trust me. One yeah. year from now, he will be a hot commodity again. I, I agree with that entirely. And to be honest, man, he's also got – He's just got a lot of flair. I mean, he's riding on some pretty good coattails right now. John Cornyn hosted an event about a month back, and he was headlining, and I felt like he was opening for Ted Cruz. Like, I mean, Ted Cruz is just the person that people seem to naturally flock to. More than that, he's put himself in the right positions. He's actually the vice chairman on the NRSC right now, which is a, that you know, the Republican committee that helps point out and select people that are good candidates for the Republican Senate. He's got very close ties with Paul Rove, which, you know, take it or leave it, uh, it, there's some power there. Mm -hmm. He's going to get the Texas vote for sure. And if he gets that vote, we'll get a lot of other states down here in the South as well. I personally see him as the strongest of the candidates. Um, I think he's a little young. Uh, he's got great experience here in Texas, but he's young for the national stage. I think his youth is the only thing holding him back. I, still I agree with that. I totally agree with that because America took a chance – on a little-known senator from Illinois, yeah. fouled up the country and almost ruined Western civilization. I think that has really hurt Ted Cruz, not because he would have done the same, but because he is still a junior congressman. I totally agree with what you just said. And let and and let's not forget, guys. Um, a, a big a big bonus in his corner is that one, he's a great speaker and an excellent communicator. And the other thing is, he's a pretty down to earth guy. I feel like I've seen him speak a couple of times, and he's been he's he's very down. He's relatable, and people like that. Mm -hmm. Well, again, yeah. I mean, I'll say this, uh, Ted Cruz. I did mis misspeak. I'm thinking more of Rubio uh, on that kind of. We should roll him out because he's Latino, and we'll get the Latino votes. But I do agree with you guys that I think Ted Cruz is more ready for the national stage. He is. Uh, he would win more people over. But I, I, I am just afraid that as such a young politician, um, that he hasn't shown me enough quite yet. Um, we've got uh, only about uh, a minute and a half, really, <laughs> and then I really got to turn it off. So, well, can uh, I say something really quick about Rubio? Sure. Rubio ruined his chances with his immigration deal. Agreed. I don't yeah. know where Agreed. he was in 2007 with the John yeah. McCain fiasco. Agreed. Rubio didn't learn from history. He cannot be president. Yeah, and the water bottle incident certainly didn't help either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you're thirsty, you know. Uh, I, I mean, it, we had to bring it up at some point. Uh, it had to be done, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'll mention. Uh, if you can't talk for five minutes without taking a gulp, then you're not prepared for a five-month campaign. Again. Amen, brother. That's amazing. Yeah, it's true. I'll list just a few a few candidates. You guys let me know uh, after I'm done if you think any of them are primetime players. There's uh, Paul Ryan, Bobby Jindal, and uh, Sarah Palin. And uh, you got to throw Newt Gingrich back in as a possibility. 
Um, wow. I'm not sold on any of them. Maybe Bobby Jindal, but I just think he's kind of the Tim Pawlenty maybe of this upcoming one. Yes, he's solid, he's but a, he just does not excite anything. Tim Tim Pawlenty, perfectly. Bobby Jindal is a Southern Tim Pawlenty. He's nice, he's polite, and he completely underwhelms you. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. have do you guys like any of those other uh, picks or n- none of them? And Sarah Palin just needs to stay doing what she's doing. Don't ever run again. Yes, <laughs> agree. And and on the age and on the age thing, I think Bobby's too. You know, he he's a young guy. He's only forty two years old. Um, I just I, I just I just haven't seen enough out of him that would qualify him to just you know hop it hop into a presidential race and you know go for it and actually be successful. Yes. Who was the other guy you mentioned, Jake? Uh, the Paul person. Ryan? Yeah, no, Ryan's toast. The stench, Ryan's out. You yeah. know, he's done. He, he 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 couldn't even deliver his own state to yes. Robin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah agreed. That was poor. That was poor. I mean, he may be from the Badger state, but he's no honey badger. No. <laughs> no. Ah. Uh. That's a very good joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I, I got to cut it off there because we did go way over, uh, but it was great topics. And I would have loved to have gotten to more uh, people, but the good news is 2016 isn't here yet, so hopefully I can maybe bring you guys back again uh, later on in uh, another episode down the line. We can uh, look at it through a different filter. But um, Jamie Johnson out of Iowa, Billy Millett out of Texas, Jordan Jenga out of Rhode Island. Thanks, guys, for coming on tonight. It was great. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks a lot, Jake. Take care. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you.